Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the CyberPro Podcast. Today, I have a very interesting guest on. His name is David Bittner, and we'll get into it in a second. But unlike most of our interviews here, we've done nearly 300 at the CyberPro Podcast over the last year. David is a fellow podcaster uh, who's been in this business for about seven years. And I am thrilled to have this interview today because I get a chance to talk to somebody who's done this a lot longer and has experienced a lot more than we have here at the CyberPro Podcast. So uh, thrilled to, to have you uh, on the podcast today and learn a little bit more about you know, where you've been and, and where you want to go with the CyberWire. No, so, it's uh, my pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. So David, uh, I'm going to jump right in and, and, and dig down on that first question. Uh, generally, we try to learn a little bit more about our guests uh, and, and where they have come from, where they see their vantage point at this junction because of their experience, and ultimately where you feel like this product of yours could and should evolve to in the next five, six, seven years. So mm. please share. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll start with the, the beginning. You know, the, the CyberWire started as an email newsletter, uh, the idea being that a more informed community is a safer community. So uh, the CyberWire was already, had already been running for a year or two when I joined the organization uh, back in 2015. When I joined, um, I had a background in um, television production and multimedia. I also did a lot of theater and voiceover growing up. So I went with, to my team and said, what if we do a podcast version of this? And the team said, that sounds really interesting. What's a podcast? So we went from there. Um, and really, we started off just reading the daily summary that is the email version of the CyberWire newsletter. And then it grew from there. And we said, well, what if we did some interviews? And uh, you know, what if we had some you know, business and academic partners and things like that? Um, so it grew from there into what it is today, um, one of the most popular cybersecurity podcasts out there. So we're, we're thrilled that people seem to be finding value in what we do. Uh, I, I read on your profile uh, about how you commented that this is such a burgeoning industry and how, you know, now, especially with the technology, the way it is and how accessible and inexpensive it is to produce uh, things like we do, um, you know, where do you feel the, the vision and the trajectory of where the cyber wire could and should go going forward? Well, uh, there's a couple of ways to answer that. I mean, obviously, we want to grow our audience. Um, we know from the surveying that we do when we go to places like RSA that there are a lot of people out there in cybersecurity who have no idea we exist. So that's part of what we're charged with doing is going out there and, and spreading the word. Um, but then beyond that, you know, growing the company, um, in the seven years or so, we've six or seven years we've been uh, doing this. We've grown quite a bit. We started out with five people. We're at about 20 right now. Um, and uh, hoping within the next year uh, will be a, a multiple of that. Um, we're in the midst of uh, a, a round fundraising. So 
we have quite a bit of growth uh, ahead of us. Uh, very exciting, a uh, little bit scary, but you know we got a good team assembled, so we think we're going to make a good run at it. Um, we're going to grow uh, our cyber markets, add more podcasts, bring more other podcasts into our network, um, but then also take the successful formula that we've built here in cyber and see if there are some other areas where that might apply. So I think there's a, a lot of room for growth in podcasting. Um, it seems to be a way that people really like to consume their media. For us, we find that the ability to multitask, that someone can be driving their car or at the gym or folding their laundry or be in the shower while they consume podcasts, that they're able to um, make their time more valuable by adding podcasts to things they would already be doing. David, I hope none of our viewers have a picture of either of us in the shower. That <laughs> I have actually had listeners write in and say, I listen to you every morning while I'm taking a shower. I'm like, well, that's, a, that's an intimate relationship. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things I grabbed from the, your last uh, response was that you have are going down the path of, of obtaining funding. Awesome, by the way, and terrifying. This is something I've had a little bit of experience in the past. We can chat about that offline. Um, but it seems like as part of this, you are doing something that's a little more unique in, in our podcast world, I believe, uh, in that you are trying to grow not only your viewership base, but your, your content base as well. Um, we found that most of the folks like ourselves are super niche, right? And so they've got a loyal following because they only talk about one specific thing and there's an audience for that one specific thing, but you're trying to become more broad. Um, so as you forge that path of trying to widen um, your your reach as well as create more depth you know are you talking about specific things you want to focus on so you can drill down or is the current path to remain maybe surface is not the right word but be more generic and not really digging in have, have you given much thought to that and what do you what yeah. are your thoughts we have and um i think there's a couple ways to come at this i mean First of all, I think, uh, you know, tip of the hat to some of the pioneers out there, the folks like Leo Laporte with the Twit Network, you know, who has started, um, has a stable of shows, of hosts, of, you know, I think uh, one of the best examples of someone who's done this, done so successfully and continues to enjoy great success. But it all comes down to quality content, right? We listen to those shows because we find them compelling. Um, that's part of what we're doing as well. And what we're hoping is to have uh, a variety of things that people can plug in to fit their different needs. For example, our CyberWire Daily podcast, the, the news show that we do every day, you know, that is, we say, spend a half an hour with us every day, and you're going to know the things you need to know to walk into that team meeting and not be surprised, right? You might, there, may, you won't, there won't be any depth, you know, there won't be any depth. You're not going to have a deep amount of knowledge about any of the things, but you're not going to be surprised. You're going to, people are going to say, oh, did you hear about this? You could say, yes, I did hear about this. Let's talk about that. So mm -hmm. that's one level. And we're trying to meet that need. 
But then we have other shows where we dig in a lot deeper. Um, we have our caveat show, which is co-hosted by Ben Yellen and myself. And in that we dig in with law and policy. So that's a weekly show where we have more of a focus niche um, and a smaller audience, but a very loyal audience. Um, so I think by having the combination of those two things, um, we can kind of cover all the bases where we're providing people with the, as you say, sort of the, the more surface level information that they need. But then if they want to dig in, what we'd like to do is have our network be a place where they can find the other things that they want to learn about in a more detailed kind of way. And so far, that approach seems to be working pretty well for us. Great. Um, so one, one additional sidebar, not sidebar, but additional question along those lines, not being super familiar with your platform. Um, we've also found that there's been a segmentation with the podcasters that we've spoken with where some of them focus on, you know, the, the more experienced guys, right? The, the guys that have been around for a little bit, it's not their first rodeo, their, their knowledge is really deep and they're, they're talking to that audience yep. where, um, you know, they'll say something super obscure and, and half the audience will be going, I know what you're talking about. Right. Right. As right. opposed to the other subset that we found lately that is seemingly gaining more steam, which is the podcasters who talk to guys like me, right? The noobs, where uh, we have listened to folks like you talk about very superficial stuff, but we're now at that level where we're ready to drill down a little bit, right? And get a little more focused. Um, yeah. How do you... How would you like to see where the CyberWire goes with those two different camps? Because those are really different camps. They are. Um, and I, I think it's a really good point you bring up. Um, something that I've tried to focus on with our CyberWire Daily, which is aimed for cybersecurity professionals. Mm. Um, so we do assume a certain amount of knowledge. We're not going to explain what DDoS is every time we mention it. We're not going to explain what ransomware is every time we mention it, right? Uh, and we do, there's all, you know, there's all these terms we throw around, you know, there's sassy and uh, all these things. So, but given that, I think it's also important that we be inclusive, that we provide educational opportunities. Um, one of the North Stars for me is that I believe it is our job to help make our audience smarter. It is not our job to demonstrate how smart we are. Mm. And that's an important distinction because um, we can't get caught up in our own uh, expertise, our own hubris. Um, you know, we can't drop references that only a few people will know about uh and you know the ones who know will chuckle to themselves ha 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 isn't that very clever um, because then, then you're excluding people who aren't in on the joke and there's nothing worse than being on the outside of an inside joke so one of the most gratifying things for me is um anytime i go to a conference like rsa people will come up and they'll say hey i just want to stop and say thank you i was switching careers or i was coming up through school and people told me that listening to the CyberWire every day would be a great way to help me get up to speed. Um, I heard from some folks at some of the federal agencies who said that uh, CyberWire was required listening for new people because it helps get them up to speed. That's extraordinarily gratifying for me and for the members of our team to know that we're providing that value to people. 
Now, we also have other shows. Like we have a show called Hacking Humans that I co-host with Joe Kerrigan. That is a consumer-facing show. So whereas CyberWire Daily is aimed for professionals, Hacking Humans, we are very deliberate about making that accessible to everyone. And that show is about social engineering and scams. Basically, we're trying to inoculate the general public about the scams that are out there, the phishing scams, the, you know, all those kinds of things to help make people safer. So um, we're trying to provide a variety of things uh, for a variety of audiences, but at the same time, making even the technical stuff accessible so that people who are just coming up don't feel lost. Wow, I'm speechless. Uh, I have one final question, and this is kind of more of an opinion question than anything else. You know, we, we, we just talked about how large the market is, how there are many, many professionals that are coming up through the ranks and are, are surely needed because we are, for the lack of better choice of words, understaffed as, as cyber professionals. Um, and we know uh, that we all know in all facets of life, but specifically cybersecurity, that our landscape is changing so fast and the bad guys are iterating and evolving at a rate that is incomprehensible. Um, and so being able to be inclusive of the, the, the new folks, but also understanding that because we don't know what's coming, it's a very good bet that the guys who are coming up through the ranks who may have experience in other areas outside of security or no other experience because they're young will have those responses, will have those skill sets that will fight the enemies that we don't even know are coming or we can't yeah. see them yet. What is your opinion on? And because there's a lot of unknowns, right? We're throwing a lot of out unknowns out there. This is not a formula where we're missing X. And we know that if we solve for X, we have the answer, right? We're right. missing X, Y, Z, A, B, and C. Mm. So knowing that, what is your opinion of how we, those of us who have had a little bit of experience, have a little bit of, uh, have gone down the road a little bit, how we can best help those that are coming up behind us to learn from history, be prepared for today, but keep them open to what the future might bring? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, and, and it's a really important one. Um, I think starting off, study after study shows that uh, having a variety of thoughts, a variety of backgrounds among your team leads to better outcomes. You are, as a group, you are better able to solve problems when you have people with different experiences coming to the table to contribute. Uh, that said, those people have to feel safe. They have to feel trusted. They have to feel valued. So we have to be really mindful about gatekeeping. Um, part of that comes down to, you know, we all we joke about seeing these job applications where uh, someone wants 10 years of experience for a technology that's only existed for five, right? We got to get past that. Um, we have to get past the algorithmic gatekeeping of resumes where you're, the first step is not even a real human seeing it. Mm. Um, if you're someone out there job hunting, 
network, 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 get out there, do the capture the flags, do the social events. Um, most, pe most people in leadership who I've spoken to in cybersecurity are, they welcome people reaching out to them to ask their advice, to look for mentorship. Uh, those are conversations that they enjoy having. They want to help, they recognize the problem here. Um, I will also say to the folks who are coming up, if you're not technical, don't let that stop you. There are so many uh, positions within cybersecurity at the periphery, you know, the things that, the, all the support roles that make cybersecurity happen. You know, the HR people, marketing, bookkeeping, communications. Um, I think it's fair to say there are a lot of people in cybersecurity who may not be the best communicators in the world. They need people to help translate the things they know so that mere mortals, and in that category, I put like the board of directors who may not speak cyber. You need those people in there. So don't let the fact that you're not technical or you're not good at math or you're not a computer science major, don't let that stop you. Some of the best people I've spoken to in cybersecurity come from backgrounds in music or the arts or architecture or cybersecurity is problem solving, right? Creativity is problem solving. Uh, I, people, I often hear people say, I, I'm, I'm just not creative. I don't buy that. If you can solve problems, you're creative. Um, you just need to find the things that make you uh, want to solve those problems, things that you're really uh, excited about. And there's so much opportunity in cybersecurity. Now, the thing is, cybersecurity is a really well-paying field. So there's, it's a huge opportunity for people who may not have other opportunities uh, just on the financial side of things. Um, so really worth looking into. I will say also that I think we are doing ourselves a disservice in the industry by looking for people to come to us who are fully baked. In other words, we are not doing a good job with uh, the interns, with bringing those people up from within, the entry-level people investing in the entry-level people who are going to be our future leaders within our co companies. Um, we're willing to throw a lot of money at people who have a lot of experience, but I think a place we're coming up short is investing in those up-and-comers. The government does a great job at that. If you look at like CISA and, and for a lot of people, that's a great place to get your start because they are hungry, they're looking for people. Um, you can get your hands dirty doing things that you might not be allowed to touch in private industry. Uh, and I'm talking about the military. I'm talking about places like NSA and CISA and all, there's all kinds of opportunities there. So that's another place to explore if you're just getting started, um, even if you just stay there for a few years. And that happens a lot. So I know it's a long answer to your question, but um, I really think uh, it's important. I think we've got to open up those gates and let people in. We have to welcome them, but we also have to do our part and uh, make sure that we're properly investing in preparing them for this future we hope to see. And the future we hope to avoid. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, well put. Huge shout out, Dave. Thank you very much for your time today. We really appreciate your insights and your expertise. Uh, just to encapsulate what you, you just said, the two takeaways that I, I, I took away from that was uh, small burgeoning industry that's getting ever bigger by the day. And we can create the job roles that don't yet exist in those um, 
peripheral areas that you just mentioned and the hosting of the new guys who walk in through the gate because they don't know which end is up and it's our job to guide them to show them where those doors are that they can explore and when we show them the doors that are available because of their newness they may find doors that we don't even see yet yeah i think you're right on so thank you thank you dave for your time uh for those of you who don't know cyber pro podcast generally posts two to three episodes a week uh, we try our best to find awesome guests like david and we invite you to come back and see what's next david thank you so much for your time have a wonderful day thank you it's my pleasure thank you for listening to the cyber pro podcast today please like and subscribe